summer nights can even turn cold. In the streets of Philly, when niggas don't even get to turn old, my heart pumping to a turn You niggas stuck in loops and ride like fucking it's a long road. Shit, I'm the one, I'm like the lost soul. What's good? Free State of Mind, episode number 10. Y'all can't hear it, but I got the meat playing. With the lo-fi, the lo-fi meat. It never happened, but somebody made it. This is fantastic. We talk sports in like one minute. Gotta let it play. Y'all feel that I This meet when he was beefing with Drake. Chamberlain reference. Shouts out the film. Every part of Seth Fish time. <laughs> Alright. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. What's up, cuz? I'm about, no, I'm not streaming video games. Nah, not right now. I'm talking sports. Uh, let's get started. I got to start with the man who deserves so many apologies. Jimmy Butler. Y'all owe this man flowers. I don't owe him flowers, but I'll bring him to him. He deserves them. This man put on a performance when we all doubted him. Not me. All right, all right, a little bit. I did bet against the Heat. So, yeah, Jimmy Butler, 40-point triple-double. I know it's about two days old, but you're going to keep hearing about it. Only three people have done that. You probably heard it by now. It's LeBron, the man he did that against, and the logo himself, Jerry West. Here's the thing. Those two did it and took a L. Obviously, Jimmy got the W that night. So let let's get that man an applause on that. Let's get that man an applause. It, it, it's so unreal. I mean, what you want from him? In the words of DMX, what you really want from a nigga? Everybody's out. His two sidekicks are gone. It's only the young boys, Harold and Duncan Robinson. More on them later. You know, they did that thing, but Jimmy. What did he have? 13 assists? 13 assists, 11 boards, 40 points. No three-pointers. This was an old-school 40. Getting to the line. Bringing the lunch pail with him. It, you got to show love. You got to show respect to that. It's just... 
we put so much disrespect on his name through the past couple of years. I feel like we need to go to court on this. It needs to be Jimmy Butler versus the people. Because that's what it feels like right now, how he hooping. And how he's been hooping this whole playoffs. It's Jimmy Butler versus the people. The, I, gotta, right. You have to. You have to show respect to this man. The Honorable Judge. Big Judge Big Rudy is here. And I will be holding court. What does the party representing Jimmy Butler have to say? Are you not entertained? This is not why you're here. I feel like Jay-Z's encore should play right now. Because that's what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen tonight. We need an encore. We don't know if Bam Adebayo is going to play. It would be a huge plus if he was. He's the Heat's Draymond Green in a sense of how he does the high pick and rolls, how he operates out of the left and right wing in the post. He means a lot to this team, but Jimmy Butler is still going to have to put up a 30-plus point performance along with the usual bit of everything. He's just going to have to do that. So weird having three cameras on me, but it is what it is. Jimmy Butler out here has proven his worth. Now what we need is the two young boys to keep it going. I said I'd get to him, and I am. Let's start with Duncan Robinson, who I had a lot of shit that, you know, I wanted to trash talk him really bad. But what I didn't understand while I was watching it was that even though he's missing these shots, though he did hit a couple, he did hit a couple threes. Even though he's missing these threes, he's still taking them. He wasn't taking those shots at all in game one and two to the point that Coach Eric Spolstra had to get on him, told him straight up, shoot the fucking ball. Which I feel that. You are here to be a three-point sniper. If you're not taking those shots, the fuck I got you out here for? You just getting cardio? You getting million-dollar cardio? No, we're not doing that. We're here to play ball. We're here to win a championship. I need you to shoot. And there's a make or miss lead, but you still shot that ball. So I got to give him a two-second applause as well. Ups to you, Duncan Robinson. Shouts out to Tyler Harrell as usual, attacking the rim. Did you see? Did you? I'm telling you, this boy got to be half black. He got to be a quarter black. It got to be. He got to be one of them light-skinned Dominicans or something. Because this nigga balls like a nigga. I, he can't be no white boy from Milwaukee. He can't. Tyler Harrell out there taking it to the rack, pulling up when he need to be. Not, not overshooting, not overstaying his welcome. He's pulling when he needs to. And he gets rewarded with going to the rack, getting some man ones, and he gets to put that snarl on. We all saw that face, that ooh, I got money look, that ooh, I got more money on the way look, which he definitely does. We keep hooping like this. We need to see that again tonight. We need the young boys to do their thing they need to help Jimmy in any way, shape, or form. I guess I got to give more shouts out to the white guys on the Heat. There seems to be a lot of them. Uh, shouts out to the Canadian. Uh, what's his name? Kelly Olenek. I still got beef with you for pulling Kevin, Love, uh, Kevin Love's arm out the socket back in 2015. But, you know, I let it go. I let it go for now. Uh, bruh, keep AD honest. 
and uh uh what's the name uh dwight howard how could i forget the infamous dwight howard keep them honest by stretching the floor you have to take those shots more more importantly for you unlike duncan robinson you have to make those shots because if they're not falling for kelly olenic i'm not going out there i'm not very worried about any of that but if he can keep that floor stretched this will be fantastic for him let's get on to more shit that the heat are doing right let's go on the defensive side where they're stretching the floor on offense they're shrinking the floor on defense perfect this is this is everything that they needed to do i couldn't ask for more uh they're not respecting these L.A. Lakers shooters. Danny Green has become a meme. They they calling him Danny uh Danny Yellow, Danny Red. He can't be Danny Green. He don't have a green light. He doesn't. He has the green light to shoot away. They're just not going in. Very unlike him. I don't know what's going on, but it's the worst time to just get cold from the floor in the finals. Hold on. Sip of the Paps Blue Ribbon. White boys on the heat balling out. I got to drink their beer. Uh, Danny Green. Fucking it up. Kyle Kuzma shoots, I want to say, 32 or 33% from three. Which, that would have been fine in like 2008. It's not okay now. Got to get those numbers up. Especially in the finals. Um, who else has just been fucking up? Uh, the, the fact that they've been able to just stay away from these shooters that the Lakers don't really have allows them to play inside the paint, double team AD because it's very necessary, especially now. And I hope they don't get away from this. Uh, if Bam does play, don't get away from double teaming AD. You need to do that. You need to make him uncomfortable. When he's comfortable, he gets, he's a very efficient player on both ends and it will be hell for you, but it will just be like, you know, just a daydream for him. You got to keep bringing that double team. We saw less of the zone. We saw no zone pretty much by the heat. And some people are calling it, you know, that worked out, but you still shouldn't get away from that. Hold on. You do need to get away from that. If you've ever watched football, if you've ever been a quarterback, if you've ever done, if you ever just thrown a football in a game, you understand that when you run zone, it's pretty much giving me the options of what I want to do. Those windows are small, but they are there. If I can get the ball there, it'll be fine. You can run around like a chicken with his head cut off all you want, but if I get the ball there accurately and on time, there is a problem. There's nothing you can do. LeBron is one of the best, you know, for the lack of a better word, quarterback of an offense in the NBA. He moves the ball so well. He... You know, only Paul, uh, Chris Paul, I would say, can run an offense better. So, allowing LeBron to go against his zone really didn't work out well for, for the Heat. They had other issues as well. One of those issues is what the, Heat, uh, the Lakers had, you know, last night. I'll get to that in a minute. But if you run this zone, you're giving LeBron time to find the window. And he always finds it. 
So I just wouldn't give him that chance. I would try to make it as difficult as possible for him. And by playing how you did the other night, you made it as difficult as possible for him and AD, who disappeared in the fourth. But I'll, I'll, I'll get on him later. I'll, I'll, I'll grind him the fuck up because he needs it. Uh, let's just move to, you know, what the defense did to LeBron. Let's talk about LeBron's night. Basically, all that matters is the fourth quarter. Uh, Jimmy Butler for seven turnovers. He, Whenever he guarded LeBron, LeBron had seven turnovers. LeBron had eight on the night. You know, postseason high. Eight turnovers, seven of them happened with Jimmy on them. Send this man his flowers. You're all wrong. All of you are wrong if you have shown disrespect to this man. I don't care if you're a Timberwolves fan. I am a Timberwolves fan. You show that man some love. I don't care if you're a Sixers fan. I am a Sixers fan. You show Jimmy Butler some love. I don't care if you're a Chicago fan, which why the fuck are you doing that? You show that man love. Seven turnovers on the King. Outrageous. It's basically like the quarterback getting sacked. Like, he's just forcing pressures. He's forcing turnovers. He's forcing errant passes that we'll call interceptions. Jimmy Butler did his thing out there. It was a team effort, obviously. But the job that he did on LeBron and then, uh, you know, coming with the help defense against AD... And then to drop 40 with 13 assists at 10, uh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I've shown enough love. I'm a sip of beer. I got to relax. I'm not going to relax. LeBron running off the court. Not running, storming off the court. Like an angry, huge toddler. I am also one of those, LeBron, so I understand. I get it. You felt bad. You lost. And it was your fault. It was. You can you can talk about AD disappearing, which I'm about to get at him way hard, way worse than this. So let's just let's just speak the truth here. Jimmy beat you. You lost. You were bested by Jimmy Butler. That happened. How you gonna respond? In the words of Kanye, how do you respond? You got to go full Thanos out here. It's time you do it yourself. You wanted to be a floor general so bad in the fourth, and where did it get you? Got you beat pretty bad. You, It felt like you were never really in it in the fourth. I know you've been criticized many times. People will say it's time for, you know, you to take over and just like, no, I'm going to get my team involved. And that's what separates you from the likes of, you know, Kobe and Jordan for better or for worse. You like to do things your own way and your own way doesn't necessarily mean it's just going to be you. And, you know, hindsight is 2020, my nigga, but it should have been you. Sunday night, it should have been you. And it's probably going to have to be you tonight. I don't want you sitting back trying to make, you know, something happen where there's nothing there. There's no reason to try to make 
chicken salad out of chicken shit because that's what your teammates were giving you last uh, the other night. You gotta do it your own if that's if it's just not working. But you've heard that enough, so I'm gonna leave you alone. AD, you I will not leave alone. You I have a problem with. My nigga. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> I I couldn't find you. I, I don't know, man. It, it's just I'm an Eagles fan. And we got this we got this bum nigga on the team called JJ Arthega Whiteside. And I've he's been on the team two years. He started games. I've never seen this nigga play. I've never seen him catch a ball. I've never seen him make a good block. I've never seen a crisp route. I've seen nothing from him. And you reminded me of that. You reminded me of him on Sunday. I didn't see anything from you. Nothing. I, I didn't even notice you. You took one shot and you missed it. That's okay for Kyle Kuzma to do. It's okay for Dwight Howard to do. You don't get that. I've been coming at you all playoffs saying that it needs to be you. It needs to be you, man. You are the most important player on this Lakers team. A lot of people say it's LeBron. I'm not going to argue with him. I've been preaching it this whole playoffs. It needs to be you. LeBron will try to get the others going. He will be held accountable for their actions. You don't need to worry about everybody else. You worry about your own self. And if 0 for 1 is you focused on yourself, well, shit, nigga, you might as well have just been subbed out. That was your chance to be the finals MVP. You kept LeBron in the driver's seat for that. And honestly, if the Lakers do win tonight's game, Whoever was the man for the late who whoever is the man for the Lakers tonight will probably be finals MVP if they win the series. Which I still think they will. Well, I think I've shit on you enough. Well, one more shout out to uh the Miami Heat. You rebounded and you did not do that in game one, game two, and there's no reason that you did. Actually, no, there is a reason you did rebound last night. Well, the other night. You fucking gave it everything you got. You got to have a motor in the finals. You only got to win four games. So why not give it everything you got? And usually that means rebounds. Giving up offensive rebounds, you will not win basketball games. And you know, you gave up some on Sunday, but it's okay. You guys are small. You fought for what you could get. And that's what matters. And you got to do that again tonight. That's just how it's got to be. Uh, I already covered LeBron walking off in disgust. You know, real quick, I don't think people should make a lot of that. I just don't think it's that big a deal. Uh, he was obviously upset with himself. And who else should he be upset with? He's the one who turned the ball over that many times, taking him out of the game. Who else is he going to be mad at? If he is actually huffing and puffing at other players because of, you know, the L that they took, He's wrong. You're the team leader. You are the reason why 
the ball went out of bounds or you lost it, whatever. It's on you. Got to own up to that. And that's very hypocritical coming from me. Delicious. So I guess I should do my preview. Preview for game four, which is in, what, five, six, seven, just two hours, really? Oh, no, wait, no, it's at nine o'clock. Okay, four hours, four and a half hours. Here's what I say. If Bam does play and we get the same effort, I'm not going to say the same numbers. I'm going to I'm gonna say the same effort from everybody on that Miami Heat team. Then I think that the Heat will easily win this one. If LeBron and the Lakers come out as flat as they were in the last game, it's an easy win for them. But if they can have some moxie, some balls, some cojones, something, some chutzpah that we did not see in game three, this will be a battle that we'll all very much enjoy. And I know I sound like a pussy saying that, but if you want my honest opinion, if we get all of that, I'm going to lean Lakers. But they got to show me something. Show me you want to get the fuck out this bubble. It's been 100 days or 90 days, something like that. Yo, you spent almost a 30 a year here. Let's get the fuck out of here with this ring. But at the same time, I'm still rooting for Jimmy, my favorite player right now. Jimmy Buckets. I need you to get buckets tonight. Keep doing what you've been doing all playoffs. Now's not the time to stray away. And that's my preview. I guess it's pretty lackluster. But it's the finals. These are two of the best teams. Whoever wants it more is going to win. At least that's what game three taught me. Moving on. I guess I should talk about this. Uh, Doc Rivers is now the coach in Philadelphia. Let's let's give him applause, I guess. Yeah, 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 it's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'm just happy it's not Mike D'Antoni. Now, I I was uh, chilling with my dad the other day, and he really wanted Mike D'Antoni because he was like, "Ooh, maybe we get James Harden." I'm like, "That that would be cool," but I just don't see it happening. I I don't think it would ever happen. And we don't have to worry about that anymore. We live in the Doc Rivers era now. Or he wanted to go by Glenn Rivers, his real name. Because it's like in Philly, there's only one Doc. And that's true. Uh, little known fact, I don't know if you guys play enough 2K, but one of the little facts that Doris Burke hands out is the reason why Doc Rivers is called Doc Rivers instead of Glenn Rivers, his real name, is because he showed up to a basketball camp wearing a Dr. J uh, t-shirt. So, everybody called him Doc. Little fact that you don't care about, but I like. I don't like Doc Rivers as the coach <laughs> of the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't. And let me crack open a cold one for this. Um... There's things to like, and then it's just this 
bad taste in my mouth, no homo, from what just happened in the bubble. To be up 3-1 and to lose, I question the coach immediately. I have to. Your players were not motivated to close out a gimme series. I have a problem with that. If you aren't motivating your players and then you want to come here to Philly where Joel Embiid looks unmotivated far too often, I don't like that combination. I don't. Uh, I need... I know the word on Doc is that all his players play for him, and I believe that. I'm just going by what I've seen recently. That meltdown in L.A. is unforgivable. Uh, All I can say for his career is that most of the guys he's had have wanted to play hard for him. He's always had good play from his guards. I'm hoping all of that can happen here. I like to see, I like the parallels between Ben Simmons and Blake Griffin. You know, Blake Griffin was a playmaker. He could work off the high screen. He could, you know, get to the rack whenever he wanted to. It was by design. It was because of his athleticism. I'm not saying Ben Simmons is the same type of athlete. They just hoping to be, they hoping, they just happen to both be light skinned niggas who can attack the rim. Uh, Blake is obviously one of the best at that all time. Uh, but Ben Simmons wants to have the ball in his hand. And I think if Doc can get what he's gotten out of guards in his, in his past, if he can get that out of Ben Simmons and also get this pick and roll going with Ben Simmons, the way he's done it for, you know, KG and, Blake Griffin and you know DeAndre Jordan if he could get it going like that for him get those two things out of him I believe this will have been a very smart signing because other than the jump shot those are the two things that I feel like he needs to get his offensive game going he needs to control the game a little better with some guidance I I wouldn't say that he had that when Brett Brown was here I don't think he had the right type of guidance that would teach him new things as far as playing like a guard is concerned. Because uh, Brett Brown just, I think he's a lazy coach. Not lazy, lousy. I just think he's a lousy coach. Um, if we can get the pick and roll going well. What I really think Doc Rivers needs, I think he needs another guard who can handle things when Ben Simmons isn't controlling the game which I don't want him doing that all the time. You can control the game from the post. That's very, that's all well and good. I need him to do that more. What I don't need is for him to always have the ball at the top controlling the game. I don't need that. Sometimes I need him to take it easy, get in the post, get near the basket and make it easier for himself. Uh, I think Doc Rivers needs another guard who can run this offense. And I don't know if it's Shake Milton. Anything that I saw in the bubble says that it's not him. Uh, You know, once again, we can blame that on Brett Brown. A lack of guidance, accountability, and leadership. I I can see that being the problem. Uh, I will say that Doc Rivers always holds himself accountable. 
you know, he assumed position as far as being the head of the Clippers when things went real south with their own their old uh, owner Donald Sterling. Nobody in the organization really knew who to go to as far as things were concerned. It, it was players, you know, management, uh, and just staff in general. People didn't know who to go to, and Doc Rivers proved that he could be that guy no matter what it was. So he's a natural-born leader as far as I'm concerned, former point guard as well. The leadership qualities are there. I don't think that the Sixers will lack somebody. Well, I don't think the Sixers will have somebody who lacks accountability any longer. I think Doc Rivers will assume control and he will do a great job. Uh, I just, I've just never been the biggest fan of Doc Rivers. All the bullet points point towards this being a smart move. So ignore me for being a pessimist. I'm telling you all the things that are true about Doc and what you should probably expect. And they all sound good. So there's really no point in me being negative, honestly. But that's just how I feel. Brett Brown has taken all the joy out of this for me. I, I don't know if these guys can be coached. I don't know if these guys can be led. They've never had a leader. We had Jimmy Butler for a little bit, but he was the new guy. So it's kind of weird. I just hope this works out, and I'm very happy we don't have Mike D'Antoni. Moving on from that word, diarrhea. Isaiah Thomas is fully healthy. I guess this plays into what I just said. Uh, if Isaiah Thomas is telling the truth, where he's had the full surgery, he can, you know, work out like he used to. That's what he said. Uh, he can play with his kids, and he doesn't. He doesn't feel pain. He can do all the things like he used to. That was three years ago. He's in his 30s. Um, what can he offer a team? I think he should be a bench player. I think he should give a team buckets off the uh, off the bench, which is very valuable, especially for playoff teams. So I'm thinking that's where. He would like to go. I think playoff teams should be interested in him. I don't think he would cost too much. You could use your player exception deal on him and be fine, or you give him the vet minimum. It is what it is. I think he's just happy to play basketball and to be useful again because he clearly loves his game a, a shit ton. I think he should end up somewhere. Where do I think he should end up? Thanks for asking. Uh, I'm very biased about these things so first i'm gonna say philadelphia i think it was a great place for him uh you know he doesn't offer a lot as far as defense is concerned i'm taller than him so he's not gonna add he's not gonna you know ever really help much with that but we have a lot of defenders on this team i think bringing him in to give us points off the bench which we desperately needed many times He'd be perfect to fill that role. Um, another team I think it would be possible for him to, you know, help a lot, which, you know, I don't think it'll happen because he has history with the guys, you know, Los Angeles Lakers. I think they could use that off the bench. I like what they have with Rondo, you know. He can, he can start, he could sit, it could be whatever. 
I think bringing in more points off the bench doesn't hurt a playoff team whatsoever. But I really think the Lakers could use him. And they have so much height that it doesn't really hurt them to bring this guy in. So I think that's very possible. I guess I should go with a third team. And let me just think of one on the spot here. Uh, will be a good spot. Obviously, I think of my teams first. Timberwolves, no. Hawks, God, no. Uh, I can see the Knicks throwing him some money, but I don't think that helps them very much. I think it would help him to, you know, get more minutes and get back in the swing of things. Uh, I'm, not, I'm really not sure what team other than the Lakers and the Sixers. If you guys got any ones, that, that'd be cool to hear. Um, what do we even have next? What's next on here? What do we got? Uh, oh, yeah, trade that I saw that was very interesting. Uh, not not the biggest fan of this for one of my teams, but it, this would be kind of cool to see. Indiana Pacers would uh, receive the number two pick Golden State Warriors would trade that pick, obviously. They would receive Miles Turner. Uh, Atlanta Hawks would receive Andrew Wiggins. Uh, uh, the 2021 Minnesota Timberwolves first round pick with his top three protected. Uh, but they would also send a number six pick to the Golden State Warriors. I don't like this trade for Atlanta, but I do think it's interesting because Everybody wants to know what could happen with this Golden State Warriors pick during the draft. And honestly, I think this is the most likely scenario. Uh, the Pacers need to move on from Miles Turner. Yeah. You know, I just don't think he wants to be there. I don't think the Pacers want him there. I think it's time to move on. You got a new coach. It's time to move on from Miles Turner. Let some bonus come back healthy. Do his thing. Uh... Miles Turner needs a brand new start, and I think he would fit in perfectly for the Warriors. He can stretch the floor a little bit. Uh, he can get the block if need be. He's not the greatest on rebounds, but he, he does his thing. I think he's the perfect type of Golden State Warriors center. And as much as I hate to see the Warriors get comfortable and get better, I do love good basketball. Number six pick going to the Warriors. Ah, okay. I still think they would trade this. I think they would just keep trading down. Hawks getting Andrew Wiggins. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, I don't I don't know if I really want to do that because I like Cam Reddish a lot. I think his ceiling is higher than Andrew Wiggins at this point. Honestly, I don't think Andrew Wiggins has a, you know, next level that he's going to hit. I think he's exactly what he's going to be. What he's always been. We're not going to keep hating on Andrew Wiggins. But if I must. If I must. I think he's a bust. I think we can all agree on that. And I don't think he fits in anywhere where a team. I, I, I thought Golden State Warriors he would fit in there because they need a slasher. But no, they're shopping him as well. And the Indiana Pacers would get the number two pick in this. Who would they get? It all depends on what Minnesota does. We've been hearing a lot of talk about LaMelo Ball going number one. I don't like that. I don't like that fit. D'Angelo Russell doesn't seem too hype on it. 
when he's been asked about it, he's like, oh yeah, we yeah, it would be cool. I think Wiseman is the best pick for the Timberwolves. Andrew, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Oh God, I'm calling Carl Anthony Towns Andrew Wiggins now. It's not a good sign, Cat. Uh, I don't think Cat is a center as far as defense is concerned. I think Wiseman would be better at defense immediately. Cat needs to stop leaving his feet so much on defense. It's just, it's annoying. He plays defense like he's 12. Um, putting Wiseman in there, I think would help out a lot. He can shoot the mid-range. And Carl Anthony Towns is the best shooting big man in the league. He shot, what, 44% from the from the floor. Uh, shooting 44% from three is fantastic no matter what position you're playing. But if you're the team's center, the team's big man, yeah, this is a huge plus. And throwing Wiseman out there I think would be nice as well. It would be a really big team, and Lakers have shown it. If you have skill at one of those big positions, uh, you can be fine. You can actually sort of dominate some teams. So I would go for it. But I don't believe they will. I think they'll go LaMelo. So that would leave the Pacers with the options of, oh, man, I can't even think of the, think of the young guy's name, the dude from Georgia. Edwards, I want to say. Edwards. His game isn't complete. But, I mean, none of these guys are. This isn't that type of draft. Uh, he projects well as a scorer. LaMelo projects well as a scorer as well. I think they could... I would go with Edwards if I were them. And I would just let LaMelo... I would leave him alone. I just don't want him on any team that I think has promise right now. Uh, yeah, go Knicks. That'd be cool if you fell there. I think that's everything I got for basketball today. We go over uh, NFL real quick. Didn't do any picks last week. Don't really care. Uh, something feels weird about the season, and it's in the air. It's COVID. It has hit the league. Obviously, we had, you know, the Chiefs-Patriots game postponed to last night. Because Cam Newton got COVID. There is apparently niggas on the Titans who have COVID. It's really, you know, a bad look. It's a bad look for the league. Some of the coaches are calling for their form of a bubble. Put teams up in hotels and, you know, keep them there. and Don't move the you know, players around that much. I think if they can come up with a clear-cut idea for a bubble concept. Hold on. If they could come up with their own form of a bubble in the NFL, they should go for it. I think it's only going to get worse from here. I'm surprised these things were even admitted to. Because I assumed everybody in the NFL already had COVID. Um, I guess that's why I haven't been talking about the NFL that much. I just don't see it finishing. There are some storylines I think are interesting. I'll get into them in a second. Uh... But there needs to be a bubble. The MLB tightened things up shortly after the Marlins and uh, Phillies got sick. And I think that's smart. And it's even the bubble's even tighter now in the uh, MLB playoffs, which I think is smart because you know it's not that many teams. We can keep this together. This should be fine. NFL's doing nothing like that. 
and I'm very nervous about it. You know, it's the Titans and Chiefs and and fucking Patriots right now. But who's to say this is the end of it? You know, these last couple months in the world have proven that this won't be the end of it. Shit, our president got COVID. I don't see why the NFL isn't doing any... You know, they are taking some precautions right now, but I think it's sort of time to go nuclear with this. Nuclear not being shut down the season, but nuclear being, all right, we need to find a place where we can do all these games. And I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. I'm thinking maybe California. You got new stadiums here. You can use the Coliseum. Uh, You can... I don't know, use uh, use Levi's Stadium. I say it's all done on the West Coast. It's warmer. It's nice. So we're going to be going into, you know, well, we're into the fall. We can just do everything in the West Coast and it'd be eyed out. I don't know. Just spitballing. Can I just talk about this piece of shit scenario? Other than COVID, uh, the NFC East. Which might be worse than COVID. I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, What the fuck? As an Eagles fan, I'm happy, I'm ecstatic, and I'm like, told y'all, this is how it always goes. Uh, The Eagles are number one in the division because of a tie. Doug Peterson looks pretty smart now. What if he had missed that kick and then the Bengals win? We wouldn't be sitting here in first place. We'd be tied like the rest of these losers. Sitting at the top. And I'm liking it. I'm liking the view from up here. Cowboys. Defense is trash. I'm not saying ours is any better, but it is. Uh, Redskins are who we thought they were. And damn sure the Giants are who we thought they were. Hey, Saquon died. That happens. Maybe you could get the number one pick and draft a real quarterback. Who knows? Um, It's really a shit situation. Because one of these teams has to go to the playoffs, and I don't think any of them deserve that. And it's probably going to be the Eagles. This happens. It happened last year. We didn't... I didn't want the Eagles to go to the playoffs. I'm like, yo, let's get a higher pick. Let's be fine. We could have got C.D. Lamb, who's doing fantastic. Um, But no, we showed out beat the Cowboys, went into the playoffs, and immediately lost because Carson Wentz died. What's the point of that? What's the point of any of these four teams going to the playoffs? They don't deserve to be there. I don't know. Uh, I really don't have an answer for this. I think it's interesting to watch this shit show. Uh, I believe the Eagles played Dallas in two weeks or so. I'm not sure, but what what do we what do we make of this? I have nothing to make of this. I just have nothing but negativity. I'm like, guys, all these teams have like crazy injury problems going on. Uh, uh maybe not the Redskins, but I mean, Alex Smith died a couple years ago. He's back now. That set them in motion for where they are. The Eagles just have no receivers. Everybody's hurt. 
offensive line is hurt and old. Now we're playing the young guys, and they're playing pretty well. Uh, Saquon dies for the Giants. The linemen on the Cowboys don't want to block. They're hurt. Vander Esch is out. What? There's no, I don't think there's any division hurt by injuries more than the NFC East. I really just don't think so. They're hurting all the wrong places. Or right, depending on who you ask. Uh, that's all I got to say about the NFC East. It's just all pessimistic shit as far as the NFL is concerned. Uh, I guess I'll talk about the MVP race. Aaron Rodgers, throw your head into the ring. If it wasn't already in there. You know, I've been talking Russell Wilson this whole time and, you know, Kyler Murray, which, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is ahead of Kyler Murray on this easily. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I would love for that to be the NFC Championship game, though. Seattle and their terrible defense that forces Russell Wilson to air the ball out, which he's so good at doing, versus... The way more complete Green Bay Packers. They just went out and stomped the Falcons, as is tradition. Uh, yeah. I would love to see that as a matchup. You know something else I love? Dan Quinn possibly getting fired. Ah, you know what? No. Let's not even talk about him. Let's talk about the man of the hour. O'Brien. Out there in uh, Houston. Finally fired. Hey, man, you could be an incompetent white man in America and keep your job for far too long. That's how that shit works. This man traded away draft picks only to start 0-4 and and trade away his franchise quarterback's best target, a a generational talent at receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. For an aging running back, What what the fuck are you doing, bruh? What what the fuck are you doing? Nothing now. You're on unemployment. It's about time he got, you know, relieved of his duties. He should have never been GM. I didn't like him as a coaching prospect coming out of Penn State. And he proved me right. Two times. So, let's just pour one out a drink for the Houston Texans. You're only going up from here. Here's to you guys. Now on the Dan Quinn. You got to go, bruh. I know people like you in, in Atlanta. I don't. A lot of the fans don't. Uh, it's... There's really not much more I need to say other than since we went to the Super Bowl, it has just been downhill from there. Go to the Super Bowl, lose when we really should have won that. Okay, whatever. Run it back. Lose in the second round of the playoffs to the Eagles who went on to win the Super Bowl. Okay, wasn't our time. It was their time. Run it back. No. Just nothing. Nothing since. I don't think there's going to be anything. Call me crazy, but starting out 0-4, I don't think anything's going to happen this year. 
So I think it's time for you to go. It's been real. It ain't been real good, but it's been real. Time for you to get the fuck up out of here. We got to start over. Is it time to just clean house? Or do we just take Matt Ryan and Julio Jones's career down with us? What do we do? If I was Jim, I would come in clean and be like, hey, so we're going to rebuild. If y'all don't want to be here for that, fine. You've earned your right to go and contend for a championship somewhere else. Sorry. And then they give us their answers and we oblige them. Uh, Yeah, that's really it. I think it might be time to tear it down. But, you know, I say that about a lot of franchises, football or basketball. I'm not going to do my picks because I want to wait. I got a sneaky suspicion things are about to happen in the NFL and not good. So we'll see. Game's getting pushed back. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till Saturday. Guys, it's been real. Unlike with Dan Quinn, it's been real good. Tune in next time. This has been the Free State of Mind, episode 10. Yeah, take it easy.